Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are brought to you by an angry parent. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. It's not often that I get a call from an angry parent, and it's even less often that I get a call from an angry parent before I've met them or met their kid. So I obviously get calls. I don't advertise for, for tutoring, but I get calls from people that, that have been referred to me, right? Like you can't find information about me online. And that's the way I like it because when people call, obviously they've heard about me from somebody who has referred them which is wonderful. And that person says, hey, you worked with so-and-so's daughter or you worked with so-and-so's son or whatever. I've heard about you from these people. I would like to know about your service. And so that starts the call off on a really good note, which is wonderful. Obviously, if I advertised online and I was just like a random guy and somebody just does a Google search for, you know, SAT prep and I pop up, they have no idea who I am. I mean, I could be some ax murderer or something ridiculous. So again, it's, it's one of those things where when people call, I'm used to picking up the phone and having an already warm conversation. That doesn't mean that everybody goes with me, and that's fine. Some people are looking for, you know, calculus tutoring. I got a text message this morning. Hey, do you do pre-calc? I don't, you know, or can you, you work with my kid in this way? And it's like, well, I can't, you know, you can't make everybody happy. That's just the way it is. But at least the phone calls are positive. It's like, hey, I can't help you with pre-calc, but call this guy or, you know, this person might be able to help you out. The problem is, occasionally, very rarely, I get somebody who's angry out of the blocks. And, and this blows my mind. So the phone call will literally go to like, hey, you know, this is Matt, whatever. And we, they ask about, you know, what the prep is. And I tell them. And really quickly on, within the first one or two minutes, they say, you know what? God, I really just feel like this is a scam. And it takes me aback really quickly because, again, this person got my number from someone who knows me and liked my service. If you didn't like my service, you wouldn't be passing my number along. So it always startles me. I'm like, what do you mean? And they say, well, look, you're not a scam, but this whole system is a scam, right? The whole, the, the nature of SAT prep, the nature of the college admissions process as it is today, the nature of all these things, there's just a scam, you know, like when I was going to college, or excuse me, high school, we just took the test. We didn't prep. We didn't do anything. We just took it and we went to college and that was the way college worked. That's how college admissions was. It's like, well, yeah, that, that sounds very nice. I mean, obviously that's not the way it is right now. And they say, yeah, no. So now I got to get on the horn with you. I got to pay you money to help my daughter or my son improve my score, excuse me, their score, all of these things. And again, you got to look at it from this person's standpoint, which I always try to do. Everything they've said is true. The college admissions process now is extremely competitive, right? When when people were applying in the 80s and 90s, the, I mean, 90s, it was very competitive, but especially 80s, it's like you just took the test. You just took the test. You went to college. I mean, maybe you studied SAT vocab words you know, from back in the day before they changed it 27 times. And that's just the way it went. And now this person has paid for a private school or a very good public school. So that means they're paying for the nice area to live to go to the nice public school. 
And all of a sudden, junior year, they're like, let me get this right. I'm staring down the barrel of like a $50,000 a year college experience. And I got to pay this dude because everybody else is paying this dude to like get this, get this test up. This is a crock. This is a crock. This is BS. This is not how I did it. And it's not how it has to be done. I know I can get my kid into school without doing prep. And this is just silly. And my heart goes out to that person. I absolutely do. Because, again, I see where they're coming from. But the thing you have to do in moments, the thing you have to do in times when you're dealing with somebody who feels backed into a corner is not reinforce the idea that they're backed into a corner. The number one thing I say right away is, whoa, you don't have to prep. And they they say, what do you mean? Like, you, you don't have to prep at all. You can register for the test. There are free tests online. You could spend 15 bucks and get a book off Amazon. You do not have to prep with me or anyone else. And most of the time, this is very curious to the person on the other end of the phone. They're like, well, aren't you in the business of doing prep? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm also not in the business of reinforcing the idea that you don't have a choice. That's the number one thing. And this kind of settles people down. They're like, huh. Because a couple very key things are accomplished when I do this. And they all come down to the idea that the person who is most committed to something has the least amount of power. The person calling me is feeling helpless and pissed off about it because this person is likely very committed to getting the student into college and having a best experience. And because of that, they feel like they're powerless to fight against this system that says they have to do prep and they're angry about it. They're not happy. And I can understand that. It's like, I have to do this thing and I don't want to do it. That's not good. And a lot of times in negotiations, people leverage their displeasure, even though they've never met me right out of the blocks, they have no idea. They leverage their displeasure to get concessions out of somebody. Get us, well, like, I'm just really not happy about this. What, what can, I, I don't like the structure of the test. I don't like the structure. What, what can you do for me? Because this is too expensive. I'm not happy about the price. I'm not happy about the experience. I want to work with you, but like, you got to work with me. I can't. I'm not going to pay your money. You know, let's, let's work this out. They think initially that they're committed to this and they don't have any power and they're mad. And they're all, they also think that I'm committed to it. That I am, I'm die hard all about getting every single client I can. So I lack a certain degree of power because I'm committed to getting the student. I have to do whatever I have to do to get the client. Both of these positions are one, not true, and two, totally damaging. So the thing I do right away is I always tell them, you don't have to prep. You don't need to pay me money. I will give you avenues to do this on your own that are free or very close to free. You can go do it. And very quickly, they ask a couple more questions. They say, you know, 
I feel like if I tried to get my kid to do this, it might not go so well. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. You know, you know, I feel like, I feel like they really could benefit from more grammar work and more math work. I'm like, great. That's a thing too. And there are a lot of companies that offer the service. So don't feel like I'm the only one. And by the end of it, when the parent realizes that I am not trying to leverage their presumed compromised position, when the parent realizes that they aren't in a compromised position, they have agency, they have power to say yes or no, when everyone realizes that nobody is so committed to this test prep and this client and this course of action, when people realize you're not so committed that you're, you're willing to advise them away from it, all of a sudden they realize, hey, this person actually probably does have my best interest in mind. This person's not trying to take advantage of me. I learned that a long time ago. And I relearn it all the time. Because the idea that the person who's most committed to a relationship, to something working, to a business, to an idea, the person who's most committed has the least amount of power in the entire situation. Because if they need it to work no matter what, then theoretically, they will do whatever it takes. The person who has the ability to walk away at any point will only do what it takes if it's in that person's best interest as well. I believe in commitment. I'm married. I have long-term hobbies. I've been tutoring for almost 17 years. I believe in commitment on a deep, fundamental level. But I also believe in balancing power in relationships. And that means different things for different people. It's not a one-size-fits-all. But what I can tell you is a one-size-fits-all is for sure the person who's most committed has the fewest cards to play on the table. So be committed to things. Be into things. Dive deeply and meaningfully into them. That's great. But have balance. And have self-respect for yourself. And ultimately, everyone will benefit. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.